You are listening to the Bright Life Podcast, all about ways to stay inspired, chase your dreams, and find more gratitude in the highs and lows of the journey. I'm your host, Jessica Johnson. I'm a business owner, a part-time digital nomad, a self-growth junkie, a believer in other big-hearted women, and am all about sharing tips, tricks, lessons learned, and encouragement so we can all live our biggest, brightest lives. You ready? Let's do this. Hi, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited because we have the most amazing woman here today. We have Jess Clerk, who is a confidence coach, a podcaster, a keynote speaker, and she is here to help us all shine our light more confidently, more authentically, and use our voices. So she has such a powerful story and has had so many adventures herself that have led her to this place of confidence and sharing that with other women. And I think it's something that we could just all use more of. So we'll get into all the good stuff, but welcome, Jess. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. You know, you have such a like great story. And so do you want to tell us about... Barbados. Let's start there. And that moment in time, because I think that was probably a pivotal part of your journey that led you to where you are today. So maybe we start there. Okay. Let's start there. It's so interesting when I think about like the beginning, because this was really only two years ago. Like I was living in Barbados essentially just like between two and three years ago. So it wasn't that long ago, but it was the most pivotal, like point of my life. It was the point where I started to learn that I wanted something different than what I had been doing for a really long time. It's the point when I realized that you got to put yourself out there in order to have more confidence. And it really all started. So to give you a little background on how I ended up in Barbados, my husband works in construction. He's a project manager and he was working on a project in Barbados. They're working on the, um, the airport runway. And so we had this like really cool idea. I was like, oh, I'm going to live that no bad life like Jess. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to part-time live in Barbados, part-time live in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I'm going to be able to go back and forth and live this really cool life because like, why not? And that dream lasted for a few months. (laughs) It lasted for a few months and it was really cool, although still like an adjustment for me to like understand what that could look like and all the travel and all that pieces to it. But Unfortunately, it kind of overlapped with that big global pandemic that happened and it made us have to choose because all flights to the Caribbean stopped. They were like, hey, we don't want people traveling, let alone going on vacation. I think they forgot that people like live in the Caribbean too. They're like, no vacation. (laughs) They're like, people have to get there. And we just had to choose to pack up our life and to move down there. So we brought our two cats and we moved down to Barbados and we were there for a full year. And honestly, in the beginning, it really wasn't that bad. There was a few things here and there, but like people weren't traveling. So it wasn't spreading really a whole lot down there. And it was just kind of like a little escape. But I struggled to make friends. Of course, we weren't really allowed to meet people. I didn't have, I didn't have my driver's license down there. They drive on the opposite side of the road. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, let's just keep it simple. (laughs) I just, so I didn't have my car. I essentially didn't have my money because everything was in a different currency I had to rely on my husband for everything to the point of like going to get groceries. I had to wait till like 
he could have like a quick lunch break so that we could run to the grocery store and get a couple things. And that would might be my outing for like the whole week. I was so isolated, so alone. And I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to be just Glenn's wife, which I love being Glenn's wife. Glenn is a really cool guy, but I didn't want that to be my identity. And I felt like once I moved there, it became my identity. My background was in digital marketing. I was still working as an editor of a magazine. I was still doing my work, but in Barbados, I was just Glenn's wife. And that really sucked. Like (laughs) it really did because I just lost every piece of me. And every day I was down there, it like chipped a little bit more. And it wasn't until I came home and I was like, everything's going to be cool once I get back to Canada. I'll have my car again. I'll have my friends again. I'll have my life again. And like life obviously was still a little crazy in 2021 when we came back home. But I didn't realize that nothing inside me actually changed. I still lacked confidence. I still didn't feel like myself. I still you know, struggled with so many pieces of my life where I was at. So I decided to start this project called the year of confidence, which essentially essentially was like an idea that came to me when I was living in Barbados. And I was like, this is crazy, but I'm going to do it. And while I did it, I started a podcast and started to share about it. And I realized I was not alone when it came to my confidence, like lacking. There were so many women who were struggling with it too. And that's where I started to build that foundation of my business and the life that I wanted to start living in the version of me that I am now. I love what you said about how you almost had this idea that if you could just get somewhere else, like back to what you knew or to another location, that then things would be different. But what you realized is it's kind of an inside job to some extent, right? There is a lot of discomfort in being outside of your home and all of your routine and losing every little piece of what makes you independent and free. But there was an element of it of, oh, this is something that I'm going to have to do wherever I am. So what are some of the things that you did in that year of confidence? What is a year of confidence? What does that mean to you? Oh, such a great question because um, essentially it's a project that I made up. I made it up. People are like, where did you get this idea? I made it up. But I did read the book, The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes, which inspired me to say yes to more things. So I do think it's like a spinoff of that aspect. So I did start saying yes to things that I would normally say no to. I'm an introvert. I like to be at home in my pajamas. I started saying yes to different opportunities. An event would pop up and I'd be like, I don't want to go to that, but maybe (laughs) I should try it. Or stepping out of my comfort zone with challenging myself to like not drinking for long periods of time. The things that I had been numbing with when I was living in Barbados, maybe taking a step away from some of those things, my phone, TV, all of that stuff. And it was never like a hundred percent cold turkey kind of thing. Like I would still obviously use my phone, but just like having better boundaries with myself with some of these things, adding things in like moving my body, which honestly I was pretty consistent at. It was like the only thing I was consistent at in Barbados. I would move my body quite regularly because it's all I could do. But I, you know, add things in like saying yes to things, taking some things out that wasn't feeling like me anymore or might have been holding me back from that. And every month I would have a focus. And even in this whole year, because I think oftentimes we think 30 days to a better me, which of course you can make some progress in 30 days. But imagine giving yourself like a whole year where you could really just like, I don't know, work work with yourself, pivot, change, try new things. So every month I would have a different focus. And even in that time we bought and renovated a home and it like was like a very busy year but I never gave up on small core foundational pieces. 
yeah, like getting, you know, more mindful and spending time with myself and figuring out who I am and what I liked and maybe running, which was an activity I hadn't done in a long time. And just like stepping back into that with the focus and the intention being of me and my confidence. Yeah. And how did you structure it so you could stay consistent? Because it's one thing to do something for a few weeks or 30 days, like you mentioned. But I think one of the most interesting parts about this is you gave yourself a year to really lean into it and to explore all different kinds of things. So was there a trick that you used for staying consistent or was it this gentle just returning back to that theme over and over again? Oh, the trick... I think the trick that I did to myself was just making it really simple. I think a lot of the time we overcomplicate things. We tell ourselves, like, if you think of a project like 75 hard, right? It's two workouts. It's one indoors, one outdoors. Doesn't matter what the weather is. All these things. Sticking to that for 75 days is like, that's wild. Like, kudos to the people who do that. I've tried it many times. This does not work for me. But this was so simple and so small that it just – became effortless. And I also did not beat myself up if things did not happen. So especially in that season when we were fully renovating a house, like crazy, doing all the things, very busy, instead of being a jerk to myself and saying, you're not doing enough, you suck, that's not going to help your confidence. I decided to just give myself grace and flow with it and pick tasks that I could do. Maybe that's reading a couple pages in a book or listening to a podcast on my walk or getting out for a walk. These simple things just helped me to stay going forward. And it never once was like, hey, you didn't do that thing yesterday. You suck. It was very much a very simple process of, oh, well, this is a thing that I need today for my confidence. We're going to move in that direction. And it's interesting because when I got to the end of a year, again, we think like a year is so long. It's really not. When I got to the end, I was like, oh, I'm not fully confident yet. Like we got to go into a year 2.0. Like what can I keep doing or what can I like, how can I build my confidence a bit more? And that's what I've been helping other women do now too, is just like to build those foundational pieces for their own confidence and try new things. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like what are some small steps that you have found would like are the most transformative or would be the most helpful for anyone who's like, okay, I want to do something like this, or I want to build my confidence. Where can they start? I would start with asking yourself, what do you need? And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, Jess, that's why I'm coming to you. I don't know (laughs) what I need. And I, I like, I see you. Okay. I see you, but try to get to that layer. What's the piece of you right now? Where is the area in your life where you're lacking confidence too? Like if you look at a wheel, like wheel of confidence is what I like to call it. And there's these different areas in that wheel, like finance or relationships or your mom life or all of these different pieces. You might be super confident in your finances. So good. Numbers are your thing. You love it. But maybe being a mom, you're not as confident in it and you really struggle in that. Or maybe in your relationships or maybe at work. That's one thing that I've learned a lot is some people are really good at work and maybe not so great at home in their confidence and vice versa. Feel so confident at home, but at work, they struggle to speak up. They struggle to, you know, be their confident version of themselves. And so once you start to determine that, that's going to help you to pick that task. So let's say it is the work life. Well, maybe once a week you start using your voice a little bit more. You start actually saying what's on your heart or you're just around a bit more. That is like a habit in itself just to be in the room with the people instead of hiding in the corner. Like that is a huge step for your confidence. Maybe you struggle in that confidence area of your physical body. So maybe it's finding new clothes. Like, hey, you want to update your closet. Once a week you could pick a new piece 
to, to add to your closet. There are little things for each person, but if you really want to start on that foundational base to build confidence, my favorite thing is like a nothing pocket where you set a timer for like five minutes or 10 minutes, however long you have one minute, if that's all you have and you do nothing, you put your phone away, you turn the TV off, you go lock yourself in a closet. If you have kids or pets that really bug you and you do nothing. Because in those 10 minutes, which was one thing for me, 10 minutes is like the perfect amount of time, you start to learn things about yourself because that's where I got these whispers, right? You start to Mm -hmm. just figure out, hey, I do like cheese or (laughs) I want pizza for dinner. I don't know why I always go to food. I just get so hungry. But that's where, (laughs) right? Yeah, of course it's pizza. So like really just starting to do nothing. Because if you're a person and the ideas only come to you in the shower or when you're driving your car, it means you're not being still enough because those are the only times that like you have to focus on something, right? You don't have your phone in your hand, you're driving a car, all the things. So start there and then listen to those things that come through and then Mm -hmm. go into those like, oh yeah, I'm going to update my closet or I'm going to start to speak up more at work or I'm going to put my phone down more or cut out alcohol and be present with my family. Mm -hmm. Like really just, you'll start to learn those things about yourself when you get still. Yeah. I love how you say that because you mentioned that um, by asking yourself, what do I need? An answer usually arises. And then also creating those pockets of stillness. Is that what the term that you used? Pockets yeah. I call it um, a nothing pocket. Where a, you nothing just, like, pocket. Nothing. <laughs> a nothing pocket. And then that's when you get still and you hear those whispers as well. So what's interesting to me about that is that so much of the stuff that we're fed with confidence is like an outside thing. Oh, mm-hmm. go buy this, go do this, go get this title, go get this like response or feedback from someone else. And everything you're pointing to is an internal thing. Was that something that surprised you? Or is there something else along the journey that surprised you or surprises a lot of your clients? That Oh, yeah. No, actually, you're so right. It's an internal thing. And I think I learned that too when I came home and I realized like nothing changed and I have to, you know, be here with myself. Mm Because if I'm not here with myself, like how am I going to be confident? If I don't know myself, how could I show up into a meeting and be confident? Like Mm -hmm. you have to know these things. And that was like the most surprising thing was like a lot of women don't know if I say like, hey, tell me about you. Oh, like I know that question sucks. We all hate answering it. But a lot of people are just like, hey, I am so-and-so. I'm a mom or I'm a nurse or I'm a teacher or I'm a wife. And they forget those pieces about themselves. Like, hey, this is how I like my coffee order. And my favorite thing to do on the weekend is to knit with my cats or like these things about ourselves that we don't know. Or like when it's your birthday, this is a big one. I always ask people like, if it's your birthday tomorrow – how would you celebrate? And like, oh, I don't know. You don't need to celebrate me. Don't, bo- I don't bother, right? <laughs> what if it was your birthday and I wanted to celebrate you? What kind of cake do you want? What would you yeah. want to do? Where would you want to go eat? How would you want to celebrate? Would you want to sit down dinner? Would you want to be alone? And like just learning those things about yourself is like the key to it all. And so it's so much internal work, but that was probably the most surprising thing was that we don't know ourselves mm-hmm. and that's why we don't have confidence. We don't know how to answer the question. Like, ah. they're just like, oh, don't bother. It's it's just me. Yeah. We're but so like, used to matter. camouflaging or molding around everyone else. But when it comes down to it, we're like, 
I don't know who this person is. And therefore you almost don't know who to stand up for because you're yes. like, what, what am I about? What do I like about myself or believe is, you know, valuable regardless of what you say or you say or you say or you want me to do? Yes, but you could do it for your partner. You could do it for your kids. You could do it for your best friend. Like if I asked you right now how your BFF wants to have her birthday, you'd be like, (laughs) oh, I know exactly where we're going. Or if you were picking up coffee for your friend, like you would know exactly what to order. But you can't do those things for yourself. Like that Mm -hmm. is what we have to change because that's how we can communicate to other people too. What we need and what we want is by knowing. So like just say what you want. Figure yeah. it out and say it because that's going to help us to be collectively like a better society. If I know what Jess wants in her coffee, like I can pick it up for her. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe you even answered my next question. Maybe that's the secret. But what, what I was thinking about is for anyone who's listening, thinking, okay, like I want to build confidence, but maybe they feel like so the opposite in some areas from what they think that they should be or what society tells them they should be or what they see in the magazines or whatever. So it's almost like for that listener, how does she access that confidence for a trait or a desire of hers that's so different from what everyone else is telling her she should want or should be? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That one's hard, right? Mm -hmm. Because we do live in this like box society that tells you that you should be one way. And I know we talked about that this – Jess was on my podcast. We talked about the unconventional life and living life very differently and it being hard, really hard to step out of that box and to do it a different way because the generation before us and society is very judgmental in doing it your way. So I would just, again, figure out what it is that you want and what that thing is. And if it's very different than what society tells you, do you really want it? Like get really clear because that was a big thing for me. It's like, okay, I think I want this and it's okay to think it and to try it out. But like, do you want this? And if it's yes, I want you to stand freaking firm in that belief and start to live that life. Like start to just dabble in a little bit. Even if it's a Google search or signing up for a pottery class or buying the RV that you can go live in under the river, wherever you want to go. I tried to convince my husband to do that. He said no. So like lean into like trying things and feeling it out, but you need to stand firm in it because you are going to get questioned like a lot, like a lot all the time. People are going to judge you all the time. But if you know yourself at a core, like authentically, this is who you are. It's just going to make it a little easier because you can be like, Hey, I do want to live in a van by the river. It's just who I am, you know? And I'm like, like stick cool. into it. <laughs> yeah. Because if you can stand in it confidently, people will question you less. They're like, yes. okay, you thought it through. Cool. Weird, but cool. You do you. Yeah. That's one thing I noticed. Once I started to be like stand firm in who I am, it made it easier for people to like adjust to it. Yeah. And it's almost like you kind of get the questions less than haven't you found where you're like oh, bracing yeah, for them. Yeah. And as long as you're in that indecision, it's almost like that's what is mirrored back to you is people almost doubting your decision and like asking yes. you about it. But I think you're so right. I think it, the decision is ironically the secret. If you haven't decided who you are, what you feel, what you like, what your values are, what you want out of things, then it, then again, you're just kind of molding around everything else. And so 
you can almost like it's easier to take the criticism then because you don't know what's right. But if you decided what is right for you and your heart and your family, it does become easier. I like that. That's I, I like that answer a lot. It's just deciding. Even when you said it like that, I was like, oh yeah, like that makes yeah. total sense because yeah. they are going to mirror back to you. Like, yeah, because it's true. Once I st- like started to be like, hey, this is who I am. There is a lot less questions. Yeah. It just is. And putting it out there, right? But also remembering to the person listening who's like, because I was like this for a really long time. I was afraid to stand firm in who I was because I was afraid of changing my mind and then also getting that, like, I told you so, that people are going to say. But like, you know what? Let's release that fear. We can change our mind. It's not a big deal. If right now your values are one way, but in five years from now they're different. If Aunt Sue comes up to you and she's like, I told you so, (laughs) being like, good for you. Does that yeah. make you feel good? I'm so glad. Thank you. I yeah. did change my mind. I feel pretty good about the decision. Okay. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Sue. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's different seasons and all you can do is mm-hmm. stand firm in what's right for you in this season, knowing you're an evolving human and that might change in five years. But like, thank goodness you've given yourself you, mentally and emotionally, you can give yourself the freedom that you don't have to always feel the exact same. Even if other people have that issue for themselves, then what a gift to give yourself that you can make the choice that's right for you now and that can change over time too. Yes. Yes. That's where the magic happens. So when do you... Yes, that's where the magic happens. So when do you feel most confident? Have you noticed any patterns or themes or moments? Oh, good question. (laughs) It's interesting because as I do this for so many other people, I do spend less time doing it on myself. Like that's just real talk, right? So sometimes forgetting those pieces, I will say I am an introvert at my core, but my most confident place in the entire world is on a stage with a mic in my hand. Like I love being on a stage and recently noticed when I was on a stage, I'm like, I'm supposed to be nervous. Again, society tells you you should be nervous, right? With that many eyes on you. But it is my most like confident place. Yeah, I can sometimes still be nervous, of course. But like I love being on a stage. But there's sometimes when you put me in like the mingling space, again, my introvertness, like it's kind of scary to have like small talk with a bunch of people. It's overwhelming. But my most yeah. confident place is like on the stage. I love it. Ooh, love that dichotomy too, where you can be such an introvert and like love your kind of home time and you know, the PJs and stuff, like you said, but then yes then your soul also can go shine in front of a stage of people. Like how fun, an audience of people. Yes. I think it's cool to know like you can have several versions of yourself. Like you can be confident, you know, at home and in this scenario and uncomfortable in this one. Like you can have like different versions of yourself. It's okay. Yes. Yes. Well, now this is the Bright Life Podcast. So I have one last question that I want to share where people can get in touch with you. But I'm so inspired by how you've built this business, this podcast around this message of helping other women step into their confidence and shine more authentically. But I'm curious to hear, so for you in this season, what does that picture of a bright life look like to you? What pieces of it are there that you can see now? I was was thinking about that actually in the car today (laughs) too, when I was driving, because I was like, you know what? Like, I like, can I know. sometimes <laughs> – this question me. is coming. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I can sometimes, like, make things too big of a deal. And, like, I'm all about making things important and a big deal. But, like, even the smallest thing, like, I will put a lot of pressure on it. 
But the idea of a bright life for me would just be to going in flow and with fun with everything. Like Mm. if I'm planning an event, I want it to be fun. Not like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. The bright life is like, I'm living it. I know I'm living it. It's beautiful. I work from home, introverts dream. I am home. I have a wonderful husband. We have three pets. Like I am living the dream. I live in the woods. It's great. But when it comes to my work, I would really love that bright life to include a lot of flow, a lot of fun, and a lot of peace. When right now I do put a lot of pressure on it. And so I'm trying to lean into that energy. And for me, for some listening who doesn't know me, my work is a lot of around events. I just planned a social today for women to come together. We're going to a splatter room where you like paint each other, which sounds oh really gosh. freaking fun. So and fun. just like having the opportunity for people to come together, to meet people, to have more confidence and to find like confident friends. So we do online stuff and we do stuff in person, but like just starting to like make sure that these events feel fun for me too. And not just a chore is like part of that bright life because my work is like so important. I love it, but I want to be doing this for like a really long time. Yeah. So it has to be fun. I love so that like answer. Good, good friends, good fun. And like also a lot of alone time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm going to borrow that too. Just like bringing fun to whatever you're doing and going at it with that full heart of just, this will be a fun experience and adventure. And then that passes on to everyone else too, is the ironic part about it, you know? Yeah. Like even today I went to one of my friend's house who has a little seven month old baby. And instead of being like, oh, like I got to go like hang out with his baby. I was like, I am going to put my phone down, (laughs) be present to be here and like make this moment of sitting in the dark and holding this baby fun. Like you can Mm -hmm. make really mundane things. And I I know someone listening is like, okay, I have to do that all the time. I see you. I hear you. (laughs) But like there is moments that you could make it more fun, however that looks for you. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So tell the people, where can they follow, like, get to know, attend your events, all the things? Where can they find you? Yeah. So you can connect with me on Instagram at jess.clerk. You can also check out my website, jessclerk.com or check out my podcast, Selfish with like ish is in brackets. So it's like ish figuring out my confidence. So selfish confidence. You can also find Selfish Confidence on Instagram and that's where you can find everything. Events, fun. If you're in Nova Scotia, Canada, like come to some in-person events. But if you're not, we also have a ton of stuff online too. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, I have two things you are going to love. One is a free copywriter training full of five steps to build a profitable copywriting business as your own boss, no matter how much experience you're starting with. Copywriting is what took me from a nine to five to freedom as my own boss to travel, choose my schedule, replace my corporate income, and have time to work on creative projects like this podcast. And I'd love to give other women the same opportunity. Another, of course, is my book, Your Bright Life. You can find it on Amazon or Audible where I narrate the audiobook. So it's kind of like a podcast in book form. All of these things are in the podcast show notes. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you and your review so much. And I'll see you back here next Thursday.